Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 5, Episode Number 1. Tegan, five years of this. That's pretty wild. It's been crazy. I mean, uh, seeing kind of Star Wars 5e and uh, the Discord and all the Dungeon Jedi Masters stuff comes so far has been amazing. Absolutely. Yes. You know, we've got some new energy and excitement going into the new year. We're going to talk about some of that new content uh, and kind of get back to the podcast a little bit regularly. Uh, but that content is still going to be coming out uh, for all of you wonderful supporters out there. We really appreciate it. The best place to get access to that content or to find that is uh, you start with our website, DungeonJediMasters.com. And that will direct you right to this podcast, uh, YouTube channel for actual play VODs, tutorial videos, things like that. Uh, we also have Instagram and Twitter for some content updates. And the best place to support this content uh, is the Patreon. Uh, so if you want to check that out and subscribe, uh, become a member at uh, multiple different levels there. There's a few different things that you can get from that. And that helps us uh, produce this content and also give you something back. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit more about what we have going on this year uh, coming up here. Uh, but a huge thank you to all of our existing Patreons. We've had a few new ones recently, so big thank you to them. Uh, really just appreciate what you all do. Major shout out. We definitely appreciate the support. We've got some fun stuff planned for this year, but definitely go through our backlog if you're a recent Patreon. There's a lot of great stuff in there from adventures to how to's to uh, helping you get up your game started. So definitely make sure to kind of go through the backlog to see if anything sparks your fancy. Yeah, that's a, maybe a good thing to kind of call out. We've been doing this for five years now, and uh, you know, some people might not really know what Patreon is. And once you sign up to be a Patreon member, you do get access to all of that backlog. That's one really cool thing. So if you pledge for this month, you have access to everything else prior to available to you instantly once you do subscribe there. So that's a really cool feature, all that existing content. And uh, that's one thing, uh, Patreon's coming out with some features to help catalog that stuff a little bit better. So we're gonna work on that. So it's easier to go through, find some stuff you specifically want. So you don't have to just kind of sift through it one by one. So yeah, anyone new out there that's been thinking about it, you know, maybe you're not aware of that benefit definitely something to take advantage of so uh you know tegan let's talk about our content for the coming year uh 2024 that's also wild to say one thing is the podcast we're gonna get back into that um once a month at a minimum uh, there's not a lot of updates for the system uh the the star wars 5e system itself is pretty much flushed out and we've covered most of that um so there's not really any content in that regards but at least once a month we're gonna get on touch on our Patreon modules that we're going to give out. And, uh, you know, maybe just if we have some ideas about running the game or otherwise. Yeah, so we'll basically be having these kind of more special sessions where it's going to have a focused topic, uh, definitely kind of a preview of what's to come for the patrons, uh, but also just some cool things for GMing, playing, uh, just the tabletop uh, industry as a whole for Star Wars 5e, just to really bring you in there and hopefully enhance your play. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've done some GM spotlights. We might do some of those as well again. Uh, so yeah, so keep an eye out uh, or an ear out uh, once a month for the podcast. And if something comes up, you know, we'll maybe throw an extra episode in there. But at the minimum, our aim is, you know, once a month uh, for the year. Uh, YouTube content. Uh, that was one. Uh, we did a survey recently. Big thank you to everyone that participated in that. Uh, I think video content is another area that people are really interested in. And we're going to try and spin that up. Um, I know, Tegan, you're still running your actual plays. So that'll be linked there at least to watch those along. But for those that are looking for tutorials or tips, uh, videos in that regard, uh, either game running or game playing, we're going to try and get uh, some of that stuff back up as well. So keep an eye out on YouTube for some things in that regard. Definitely. We're hoping to get back more on YouTube, too, especially with uh, next year coming out with a lot of different Star Wars TV shows. Uh, one of the things we may try to do as well is break out a, either an episode or a concept from one of the shows uh, and give some tips or tricks for GMs. Uh, how to kind of bring that to life at the table if they wanted to take that and kind of tweak it for their players, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to all of that new stuff. And uh, it's great to work that into you know our games at the table. Absolutely. And uh, lastly, we'll touch on for content here, our Patreon. That's uh, the big one here. Uh, we're going to continue with, at minimum, a monthly release. Uh, and so at our Tier 2 or Tier 3 members, you'll have access to that. Kind of the flavor will be in every other month. So uh, starting with January, with this episode, uh, there was big interest in just content pieces for your campaign. So things like plot hooks, NPCs, etc. It did seem that a lot of you out there wanted that sort of stuff to just help you fill out your world, which I love. Uh, so we're going to do that every other month. There'll be something that is going to be a, com a campaign content piece. And then we're also going to do adventures every other month. Those may relate to each other or not. Uh, Tegan, you're going to focus on the adventures. Any thoughts, uh, you know, as a preview right here, as we're talking about it on the direction for those? Definitely. So uh, with the adventures, it's going to be kind of a mix. Uh, I've really been kind of thinking about adapting some of the concepts and things from the shows that are coming out i know a lot of people see something cool from one of the star wars live actions or maybe a movie if we ever get one again uh and it's kind of bringing those uh easily to the table so some of those relate to the adventures will relate to that um others i may kind of try to reach out to the community too and kind of see what's on their mind as well i know uh in the past we've gotten some good engagement with that uh, i know uh Blanking, I think, what I think it was that sent in uh, the reference for our outbreak adventure, which was a ton of fun to make. Uh, so definitely kind of try to hit up the community too and see what suggestions you all have for that. Yeah, we we love that aspect of it. You know, we we definitely consider all the input that the community provides. So please, you know, hit us up, Twitter, Instagram, or the Discord is gonna be the best place. You know, come and hang out with us, tell us about your game, and and give us some ideas for some content that you'd like to see. Absolutely. The other benefits uh, with Patreon membership at that tier three level, of course, is joining our play by post games. Uh, I've been running one along. Uh, it's been has been going great. We just had a couple new members there. And and then Tegan, uh, you just wrapped up the one you were running, but I believe you're going to be looking to open another one up. Definitely. We wrapped up a game. I think it ran for about two years or so. Uh, and now we're getting a new one going up. Uh... Near the start of the new year, we'll have a kind of a post open uh, with a couple of different adventure suggestions. And once we get a crew, we'll kind of go through and narrow down what uh, kind of fits the crew's uh, style on that side. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We're posting that in the Discord for anybody that's interested. That's Tier 3 or maybe join Tier 3 if you uh, do wind up being interested. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about it a few times, uh, play by post, uh, but if you're not familiar with it coming to this new, uh, so it's a text-based play of the game. It's asynchronous. You can play pretty much whenever you want. Uh, there's no set time. You just check in a few times a day uh, and make a post. And, you know, we've got dice bots and things. It's super fun, super great format to play. Yeah, so check that out if you're interested. And if we get to a point where, you know, the two games are at capacity, we'll figure something out. If we have enough players for a third game, uh, we've talked about maybe outsourcing to a guest GM for that as well. Don't feel like you're not going to get a spot. Uh, we will definitely, you know, accommodate if we need to. So, but in the meantime, definitely keep an eye out for Tegan's post on that new uh, campaign when that starts. So I think that's uh, pretty much everything for like our content outlook for next year. Definitely a lot of exciting things there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Tegan, anything you think I missed in that? I think we've covered kind of the big pieces there. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to kind of go back to uh, specifically for this month, our Patreon release. So as I mentioned, we're going to be doing those content modules uh, every other month as well. We're going to start off with a content piece. And uh, so I'll be, I'm going to be putting that together for this month. And I'm starting with a casino locale and a farming village uh, content, two very, very random things. And I might throw a third in there, but just kind of what came to mind. Uh, I think I maybe saw a video about a throwback to Harvest Moon game back in the day, classic. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to work on, you know, again, these plot hooks, NPCs, maybe some items, maybe some mini games. Uh, just try to throw together a bunch of content that you can take as a GM and throw this into your world. It's it's not really going to be era specific or, or faction specific. It's just going to be generic and uh, you can throw it in and tweak it as you need. And hopefully that'll add a lot to to your table and you can utilize that how you need. So keep an eye out for that on our Patreon access to all tier two and tier three members with a release of this podcast here. And with that, uh, you know, kind of ties into a little bit of discussion we wanted to have today, emergent storytelling. So we've talked about this before, uh, Tegan, with um, that old DM, aka Rich was on here. He's a big proponent of that and uh you know had a good conversation there so if anyone's interested can go get his thoughts in our previous episode uh, but i wanted to revisit that um, i was thinking about it again and along with these patreon pieces these content pieces um, i think it's something that kind of helps build a foundation for this format or um not really format but this method of of running a game in short uh, emergent storytelling, it's basically, you know, the unexpected contextual stories that arise through play, uh, if you want a, a definition for that. You know, a much looser definition, I would say, is just playing the game without prep. You're not running a pre-written module. Uh, you're not putting a ton of effort into pre-writing a story for the, the players to follow along. You're basically just reacting to what happens at the table and going along with it that way. Um, Tegan, with that in mind, uh, what is your experience? Or for, you know, if you don't have a lot of experience, how do you tend to run your games um, outside of like a pre-written module? What is your method? So I usually kind of avoid pre-written models. I love doing my own thing a little bit too much. Uh, but for the styles, I usually, uh, I favor a living world though with an overarching plot. 
Uh, so I, I do kind of borrow elements from emergent storytelling, but I like to have a living world where we'll react to the players' choices and kind of uh, they influence the world and the world influences them. Uh, but for what excites me as a GM is having that overarching plot that the players can interact with or even ignore sometimes, but it's still going to be running in the background, still going to be also affecting the world, and they can kind of go with it or go against it, uh, and that kind of just determines how the, the world plays out. Uh, so that, that's usually what gets me excited, kind of going into a story or adventure. Uh, it's kind of throwing that overarching plot and kind of seeing how the players uh, jump or to or against it. Yeah, and I, I think that definitely fits. I, I don't think that's anything against, you know, the topic at hand here. You know, having things go on. We've talked about this a lot about the world is always moving. You know, you the clock doesn't stop because the players are are on a shopping adventure, right? Things are going on. So question I'd have for you is if they don't interact, how do you handle that when they might, when they maybe diverge? Um, what does that kind of look like that? Uh, any examples of the players completely going off the rails? Uh, have you kind of brought them back in or have you just kind of kept going and what did that turn into? So kind of going completely off the rails? No, but I've definitely had them kind of have other Orcs or other plots that they found more important than kind of the overarching. So keep some character focus. It could be something uh, maybe they've uncovered. Uh, I mean, there may be some big one on the background with the big bad guys, but they may be focusing on this section. Uh, and that point, I can let them go where where their their heart takes on that side. So if they decided to um, ignore the Death Star being built because they wanted to save the Wookiees. We'll save the Wookiees. The Death Star is going to be continuing to be built, uh, and then they'll be the actions, consequences, things down the road with the choices they've made. There'll be benefits too. Uh, maybe they'll gain some Wookiee allies, but maybe Alderaan gets blown up. So uh, it kind of goes, uh, it basically their, their choices affect the story and the story affects their choices. Yeah, I love that. I, th I think that's a perfect way to approach, you know, a campaign. Can you give us a little insight, you know, generally when you say you sit down and create a, like you like an overarching idea or storyline, what does that kind of look like for you you know, opposed to this idea of like not prepping that at all. See, and when I say a prep story, I don't go through and prep like apps and everything that's going to come through. That's a lot of work and players are going to do their own thing. Uh, but I do think about what the bad guy or what the overarching elements main goal is. Uh, if it's the Empire, I'm thinking what Palpatine wants to have done uh, and kind of think where his end game will be. And that actually doesn't take too long if you're a game master. You just kind of go through and figure out what the bad guy wants. And then you just kind of go back and make the first adventure, first kind of few sessions and figure out how that will relate to the end goal and how you can kind of set your players on that. So it's something that takes a ton of time. I just kind of go through and think what the overarching dilemma will be and kind of backwards think how to kind of start them off from there. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I think whatever makes the job easier on the GM, the better, right? It's already a lot of work and anything you can do to make it easier, I think is awesome. You know, as as you said, Tegan, players are going to do their own thing here and there. So you don't want to take all this time prepping something that players just don't even touch, you know, because then that's just unnecessary, you know, spending of energy when it could be put somewhere else. So um, I want to touch on, you know, my approach here. That's definitely a lot more loose. Uh, and to clarify, this is all specifically talking about the play by post game. And so that format allows me a lot of time to think about what's next. You know, this is a lot different than sitting at a table, you know, a three, four hour session. And, you know, if you don't have stuff prepared, like that's a lot different in play by post, I can stop because it's, it's a lot slower. So just to kind of 
present that caveat there. But the cold opportunities play by post game on the Discord that I'm running has been very emergent. The players, we did some stuff at character creation uh, with some personal relationships and motivations. And so that gave me a little bit of initial you know, seeds to, to start things. But right away, they got to the uh, to Ben Prime on Balmora and they start interacting with the world. And I was just 99% reacting off of their interactions. Um, they did this, they did that. And I, all right, well, let's throw an NPC here. Let's throw uh, NPC here. Let's do this, do this. And it's all just been, you know, on a whim, comes up when it just feels appropriate and uh, real reactive to what they're doing. I'll say along the way that's helped me develop that kind of overarching storyline that you've talked about, Tegan, that you kind of create a little ahead of time. So for me, that's helped mold the entire story of the get. So I didn't have to prepare that on the front end. It's kind of come out of the play, uh, which is for me personally, that's a lot of fun. And, you know, if, if you don't get into that as a GM, that's fine. My point here, though, is that overall it reduces the amount of prep. I think that's the overarching point here that, you know, hopefully we're trying to make. So when we look at these like content packs that we're going to come out with the the casino uh, set, you know, you have all this information here that you can just utilize as you need. The players will go interact with it. You don't know how, but once you do figure that out or once you see how they interact with it, then you can react and go from there, create something new, create a new storyline. 100%. One of the questions I have with that and kind of about how, um, how do you usually, and I know I use it a lot with, um, uh, the cold opportunities, but for other campaigns and even with cold opportunities too, how do you usually kind of um, just the initial premise to the players? Yeah. So cold ops was, uh, I, I think we had a little discussion of like, is there a preferred era we'd like to be in things like that? I think with like with the star Wars game, uh, especially, you know, era is always a good place to start. What era do you want to play? And they wanted the old Republic, uh, you know, and I've talked a lot, like that's probably one of the eras that I'm not super familiar with, but this provided a good challenge. Uh, I got to learn into it. So we're set in the cold war part of the old Republic. Um, you know, so that's created this really solid backdrop. Oh, we want to go do this. And like, are you sure the world's under a treaty? There's a lot of tensions that might not be a good idea, you know? So it's, that stuff kind of helps as we were talking about, create this, this overarching, uh, you know, storyline and whatnot of, of how things are laid out. So yeah, it's, it's stuff at the beginning, you know, talking with the, the players, you know, what are their motivations? Um, as I said, we did relationships, uh, and, and motivations for the players at creation. And that helps define a lot of things as well. Just thinking of another example that's outside of star Wars, uh, just for sake of an example, uh, I ran a five episode little campaign of uh, Deadlands Noir. So it's uh, the Savage Worlds Deadlands setting uh, set in like the 1920s Chicago uh, era. And uh, again, we did the relationships and motivations at the beginning. And I had a little bit of an initial idea. And then from there, it was just feeding off the players. What are they doing? How are they interacting? And, and we went from there and, and then, uh, yeah, came away from it. Nice. With that, uh, so how do you usually kind of, uh, you mentioned kind of some of the relations and um, uh, kind of uh, motivations piece. What do you usually do to set that up? Yeah, so uh, we've put out a piece, uh, Relationships and Needs, I believe it's called uh, on our Patreon. It's a, I believe that's a free piece, though, so you don't even need to be a member. Um, and that's pulled from the game Fiasco. Fiasco is another tabletop that utilizes this, uh, but basically it's a way to connect all the players to, to each other what through the relationships and then you can create their motivations or their needs what do they need to do and that helps you know define 
you know, define a, an initial trajectory for this player, right? So maybe you have, you know, the Rodian and the Wookiee have this past history in some, some way, positive, negative, whatever that is, you're coming into the game with that connection. And then you can play on that however you want. Maybe that comes up later on, maybe it comes in right away. And then they're all going to have personal motivations, revenge, you know, or whatever it is, positive, negative. And that's another thing that, you know, helps a player kind of start on this trajectory into the game and you as a GM work on that, bring it in as you want, kind of define some of that stuff. So yeah, there's, um, if you look up fiasco, there's a lot of what they call playbooks for different, uh, settings. And those are really good, uh, inspiration for creating these relationships and, and needs for the players. So yeah, check that one out on our Patreon. Uh, it's all Star Wars related, so that stuff's all ready to go. It tells you how to utilize that stuff uh, in your party when you're doing that, uh, you know, kind of a session zero thing, yeah. Uh, kind of a good way to get that clicking off. One thing I think that works really well with too uh, is if you're doing like a one shot or something like that or a quick campaign uh, where you may not have as much time to kind of dive into people's backstories or things like that, having those quick connections can definitely make it uh, the RP effect flow a little bit better. Absolutely. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot on the, on the show, Tegan, with, with one shots, you want to start, you know, with a bang usually, and that always helps in a one shot is, is, you know, maybe a big combat or just some situation that they have to deal with right away. Uh, but those connections also help. If you don't want to start in that regard, you need to have those connections uh, with the players and even in a one shot. And so what are those connections, you know, find that out. And then I think that helps, you know, make things a little more cohesive at the table as you go along. Absolutely. I kind of forget it's really like, um, I've been using uh, not so much the fiasco ones, but uh, stealing some of the questions from the uh, Powered by the Apocalypse style games, where usually you kind of build your team as you build your character a little bit. And I feel like it's kind of, it's a fun way. I've done the last few one shots I've run for just random systems. Uh, it is going to give people a little bit more connection to the group, and then you don't have that awkward they have to meet in the tavern or awkward they have to kind of just act like they've known each other they've got a little bit of history they can roll with and it takes like 10 minutes absolutely yeah you need some camaraderie within the party right and and even if it's if it's um animosity though which is fine you know as long as there's connections as opposed to just four or five random individuals that come together for some reason you know i think that's you're gonna be you know already off the, you're gonna hit the ground running i'd say as you go into that campaign definitely so Awesome. So I want to wrap up here uh, on this conversation with a, a few notes here. So that old DM did provide a couple notes here on this topic uh, just to revisit here. For any GMs out there that you know are interested in this and, and wondering like, all right, how can I kind of you know utilize this? I think it's something that you do just have to kind of lean into and, and feel out and uh, grow into. But uh, a few things, you know, asking lots of questions of the character, right? Uh, is one good way to get this started. Ask a lot of questions. What are they doing? What is their intent? Things like that. So use those answers and build upon them. React to their interactions, their reactions, things like that. Don't insert pre-planned ideas unless you have a lull or are stuck. So if it does seem that things are just not moving along, you know, that's when you maybe look at the, you know, like our Patreon content idea uh, module and, and pull something from there. If you're not getting something just for whatever reason, uh, there's a lull, you know, that's fine. Um, the only bit of prep from these uh, bullet points from Rich is to make a few cool scenes 
uh, that uh, with stakes that are evocative to you. You know, these are your fallbacks, kind of those things. If there is a lull or something else is you need, you need something to insert into the story. That's the minimum prep you should be coming to the table with is just a few things that you can throw in there. And then most importantly, have a strong start. We just got done talking about that, Tegan, you know, setting up with those connections, those motivations, that's going to help a lot uh, if you have a really good strong start so that you then as a GM can take all that information you're getting from that start and go forward. I think yeah, having a strong start is just always great for any even one shot campaign just to get people immediately kind of bought in, get that tension built up. I feel like it just really kind of sets everything up uh, just kind of for a good adventure, a good one shot, whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. As I was running through that, I wanted to ask, what do you do in a situation where you feel there might be a lull in the action? Uh, well, you, so it depends on what, where they are at the moment. Uh, Matt Colville is one of my favorites. Uh, and, and this is kind of a generic term for it, but make orcs attack. Make something happen that makes them make decisions, especially uh, a lot of times I see the lulls come when the group gets into like, decision paralysis analysis pretty yes. much where they kind of just go through and um sometimes it's fine i mean i feel like some dms feel bad about this but sometimes it's fine just to have consequences happen if they've discussed in table too long because they're supposed to be discussing it in character so they've spent probably a good 10 minutes to talking about it have stormtroopers walk around the door and see them uh basically have something that happens that and they don't have to all actually see them just have the stormtroopers coming they've got to react to that they've got to get moving they've got to move quickly yeah i love that i i think you know something happening it doesn't have to directly impact the party but it has to be there i, I think that's a great example stormtroopers are in the building they didn't necessarily see the party yet but you all need to figure out what you're doing uh and and go forward so yeah, definitely a great idea there. I think great, uh, you know, wrap up uh, with that conversation. Anything else that you would think of for emergent storytelling or otherwise uh, as we wrap up, Tegan? One of the big things, and I love uh, Rich's point here too, uh, ask a lot of questions of your character. I think that's just big for if you're doing emergent storytelling or otherwise, uh, especially either both before and during the campaign, just kind of figure out who your player thinks their character is. Because uh, I think it makes wonders for kind of running adventures and storylines that'll fit that character. Uh, but just having a better idea of how your player views that character. Because even if your player would like, describe it with their backstory, describe kind of what they think. A lot of times you can have a different vision of what you imagine versus what they imagine. So ask a lot of questions, uh, get rumors for their PCs, just different things you can kind of come through and kind of really get a, a construction of how they view that, which allow you to build better adventures and storytelling uh, for that group. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think most of our topic was very focused on GM in regards to this, but uh, you know, as we finish up here, one little nod towards our players out there. Understand that you can have a lot of input impact on the story. Um, generally, you will have a lot of impact and input on the story. So be very intentional about that. You know, think about what your character is doing, how your character reacts in the world, and if you are intentional with that, uh, and and do your best to be flavorful with that, uh, I think you're going to benefit um, because you know your interactions and reactions gives the GM fuel to kind of just create that story, you know, build that story and whatnot. And then it becomes your story as much as everyone else at the table. And to me, that's that's the best thing about these games. That's what I love is, is creating the story that is yours. It is, you know, it's not somebody else's. You and the table next to you are going to be different. And I think that's so, so wonderful and, and awesome that, you know, it provides that opportunity. 
100 players like the biggest advice buy into the world and make sure your character is a part of the world uh usually like your characters even if they're han solo had like he was helping the rebellion but he had his own motivations make sure your character has their own motivations and drivers that uh if not fit with the group at least don't conflict with the group that can kind of provide some different angles for you to come at the story absolutely fantastic way to wrap that up wonderful all right, everyone, if you have any thoughts on the topic, any other questions, please reach out and we will get to those. Uh, join the Discord. We can further discuss this uh, or reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or otherwise. So appreciate, again, all of the support, all of the followers and listeners. Thank you so very much. Be sure to check out our latest Patreon release uh, out with this episode today as well. And we will see you with a new podcast sometime next, uh, beginning of next month uh, and a new Patreon adventure. So... Uh, Until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.